0: We are finishing up our series on roots, looking at where we have come from and where we are going. We've gone through Christ as our Savior, that He is the one who came to this earth to die for us. And also, Christ as our sanctifier, that if we allow Him to fully be a part of our lives, He sets us apart, He cleanses us, He washes us, and sets us apart for a specific purpose. Last week, we talked about Christ as Healer and how He is there to heal us. Both physically, both spiritually, both now and then in eternity. And this morning, we've come together both as Epic Faith and then also with FAC to celebrate Christ as our coming King and to celebrate what in the Alliance is called Great Commission Sunday. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. But this morning, we're looking at Christ as our coming King as He is coming back. And that coming back is imminent. It could be today, it could be tomorrow, it could be in 50 years, it could be in 100 years. We're not sure when that coming back is going to happen, but we need to be living our lives like it is going to be happening as soon as possible. Let me read some scripture to you from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 15. And here's what it states. It says, first of all, You must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and following their own evil desires. They will say, where is this coming? He promised. Ever since our fathers died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. But they deliberately forgot that long ago, by God's word, the heavens existed and the earth was formed out of water and by water. By these waters also, the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be laid bare. Since everything will be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be? You ought to live holy and godly lives as you look forward to the day of God and speed its coming. That day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat. But in keeping with his promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven, the new earth, the home of righteousness. So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with him. And bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. I just want to look at a few points from this scripture. The first point that I like to look at is at the beginning of that is our problem. You look and you see and you read there that people are at the point where they're kind of scoffing. They're laughing at the truth. They're laughing at the statement that God is going to come back. And basically they're saying, you know what? We've heard this time and time again and it hasn't happened. So, like it's really going to happen. I'm going to do what I want to do. Because this world keeps getting worse and worse and worse. I don't see God anywhere. So... Why bother? Why listen to this promise that he's going to come back? And you have that problem there. And I think sometimes we slip into that mode of, you know what, I, I, I don't think it's ever going to happen in my lifetime. I think we, sometimes we say that. Christ isn't going to come back in my lifetime. And so we slip into this, I just need to take care of myself. I need to do the things that I need to do. And that leads us to another part of that problem is then we forget who God really is. Hopefully this morning through the videos, through the songs that we've sang, you've been reminded a little bit about who God is. My second point is that you need to remember that we have a God who has power. Be reminded of God's power. Man, you read in that passage, he just spoke a word and this earth was formed. How amazing is that? When you sit down and you actually think about it, that God just said something, and this earth was created. All the intricacies of it. We were created. He just spoke it into being, and we were formed. To me, that's amazing that He would be able to do that just by His voice. And then Scripture goes on to say, you know what? By his word also he flooded the earth. And by his word in the future he is going to destroy this earth. But also by his word he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth for us. So you need to be reminded of God's great power. We sang about how great he is. We sang about how he's a healer. Just everything. Do you believe that this morning? Man, at least five of you do. We need to be reminded of that. The second thing that we need to be reminded of in this whole Christ coming again, though he also, in that scripture you read about God's patience. So you have his power, but you also have his patience. I'm so thankful for his patience. Now that doesn't let us off the hook, but he could easily say, you know what, I'm coming back now. But yet, in there you read that he wants everyone to have that chance to be saved. He doesn't want anyone to perish. There's a patience to God that goes along with that, that he's also, though, going to come back like a thief. We don't know when. It's going to be imminent. And we need to be prepared. But how great it is to know that we have a patient God that is willing to say, you know what, even though they don't deserve it, I want to see as many of them come to know me as possible because of my great love for them. And finally, in the last part of that scripture, I want us just to look at what I consider should be our priority. And that's Christ's return. So many times we get caught up in so many other things. But this is saying, you know what? Here's what your priority should be. is Christ's return. And what should that make us do? It should cause us to live holy, blameless lives. And as you do that, I think this is an exciting part, is that you have a chance then to speed His return or hurry up His coming back. Did you know that? That each one of us, if we live holy lives, if we live blameless lives, if we make that a priority, we have a chance to speed back Him coming to this earth. That's why that needs to be a priority. How do you do this? By being willing. By being open. As you saw in that first video, by just saying, here am I, send me. Maybe it's going on a mission trip. Maybe it's just helping your neighbor. Whatever it is, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to make that a priority? To live that holy and blameless life and let people see something different about you and they can ask you and you can say, here's why, because I'm living my life for God. I'm living my life for a God who is coming back. And the more people that I can let let them know about that, The sooner he's going to be coming back. So you need to be living that way. There's another way too that you can be a part of hurrying Christ's return, and that comes from Romans chapter ten. Paul writes to the Romans in chapter ten,
1: verse nine, he says this that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. Verse 13, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone. And in verse 14, Paul writes, How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? How can they preach unless they're sent? This is one of the hallmark verses and passages in the Christian and Missionary Alliance when it comes to understanding Christ our King. Christ our King who's coming back, Christ our King, who will one day return and set everything straight. The hope that we point to that if that if we are not taken from this earth before that time, then we will experience that. And if we are taken from this earth before that time, we will come with Him. The focus of the alliance has always been about bringing back the King. It's always been about bringing back the King. It's always been about go and make disciples of all nations. As Christ commanded in Matthew. It's always been about what Jesus said in the book of Acts. To take and go and be a witness in your local community, in your region, in your intercultural region, and around the world. And we add with that the words of Paul who can hear unless they are preached to? And how can they preach unless someone is sent? In the heritage of the Christian and Missionary Alliance, it's always been about bringing back the King. Everything we do is about reaching out to other people. It's about telling them this great story of Jesus our Savior, Jesus our Sanctifier, Jesus our Healer, so that they would embrace the truth. And as they embrace that truth, as Pastor Keith said, we hasten His return. The Alliance, as a family, is a sending church. Imagine what would happen If we would leverage this information that we have, if we would take this information and leverage the imminent return of Christ, any moment, any chance, He'll come back. If we would leverage that imminent return of Christ with God's patience. God is patient. But His return is imminent. And if we put those two together and understood that message, we would be compelled to go and to share that message. We would be compelled to be witnesses in our towns, in our communities, interculturally, in our, in our neighborhoods and around the world. We would be compelled to go global. If we understood the hope, we understood God's patience, but we also understand it's a ticking clock and we don't know when it's going to end. First Alliance shares a rich heritage with our greater denomination and Alliance family in sending missionaries around the world. They've, they've heard the challenge. They've heard Paul's words that said, How can they hear unless someone preaches to them? And like those in the video, they raised their hand. God moved in their heart, God moved in their spirit, and they said, Here am I. Send me. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go tell them. I'll let them know. And as we've preached that message, God has moved in their hearts and out of this church, out of First Alliance Church in the last 100 years, we've sent we've sent people to go and take this message around the world. These words of Christ to go and make disciples of all nations. All nations. All people. All Nations. Imagine the audience, the Jewish audience that Matthew was writing to when he recorded the words of Christ and they heard again, all nations. It's not just us, it's everyone. This gospel message of Christ is for all people. In all places, at all times, He is their hope. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. In our history, in our denomination, these are our marching orders. And as we've heard these words and studied these scriptures, God has called some from this church, to preach that message so people could hear. I think of Vi Bliss and the Royals, Kathy Byam, Barb Queering, Tom Fralick, Christy Volstead, and many others have heard God's call on their life to go to places like Indonesia and Africa and South America and Russia. And to share this good news and have done so, and they've done so, they've gone and shared that message, and some of them are continuing to do so, to share that message even today. All under the banner of the Christian and Missionary Alliance. This is our heritage. And for such a time as this, in the history of this church, God has done something else that's unique. God has called some out from this church using their gifting and passion to go around the world outside of the Alliance community. People like Kevin and Kristen Yaiko working at the International School in Budapest, Hungary. Chris Adams, working in Bible translation with Wycliffe Bible Translators in a country that is so hostile to the Gospel message that we cannot even tell you publicly what country he's in. People like Justin and Jacqueline Crocker working with Meeting God in Missions in the Dominican Republic who are training Haitian and Dominican pastors through the Alliance studies. Even though they're not under the Alliance umbrella of missions. They have gone from our church. These are our kids. They're our family. And for such a time as this, we've been asked to help them. Some have heard this call. It's been stirred in their heart. They've studied these words They've heard God moving inside of them and and they've gone on short-term missions trips. And through these short-term missions trips, God has confirmed that call on their life. And so we as a church, we will continue to send short-term missions teams around the world from Russia to Uruguay to Poland to the Dominican to serve for one week to ten days partnering with, with missionaries, many of whom are from our church, partnering with them out in the field where they are to help support their ministry and their work, but also for some, for some to confirm a call that's on their lives. How can they preach unless they're sent? These are our opportunities. And many of these people not only had the call of God on their life confirmed through short-term missions, but many of these people had the call of God um, stirred in their height in their lives, both for alliance work and other organizations, um, because of the influence of missionaries. Who were, who were interacting with them, who stood in this pulpit, who sat with them in their homes, who, who told stories of what's going on around the world. Many of them were challenged by these personal interactions. And First Alliance Church is going to continue to make sure that the missionaries of the Alliance and missionaries from our, our kids who have gone out will come back and have a voice on this platform to tell you the story of what's happening around the world. To that end, I'm pleased to announce that on November 12th, 13th, and 14th, Tim Crouch will be with us. Originally from the Grove City area and formerly the field director for Russia, Tim is now the regional director for the North Central Asia under the Christian and Missionary Alliance. And he will come on November 12th through 14th and tell us what's happening in that region and how we can pray and encourage those missionaries. In addition to that, First Alliance Church is back on a missions tour schedule. This coming February, we will offer a special Missions Emphasis Week, continuing to hear the story of what God is doing around the world through the work of those who have gone to preach so that the message could be heard. But in this passage, Paul makes, asks another interesting question, doesn't he? How can they hear unless someone preaches to them? And some have raised their hand and said, I'll go. But then he asks this, how will they go unless they are sent? How can all the people who raise their hand and say, I'll go, how can they get there? How can they get on the field? How can they get all of the things lined up in their lives so that they can get to the place where God has called them. I think for missionaries, sometimes the easiest, the easiest decision is to accept the call. The hardest part of the job is getting there. There are so many challenges and so many obstacles to getting there. And what will they do? For those of us who are not called, for those of us who have not raised our hand and said, you know what, I know God's called me here, where I live, in my community, to do something here. We we don't abdicate our responsibility to partner with them. We don't get to sit back and say, well, that's their deal, they can go, I don't have anything to do with this. We are called to partner together. And so for us, we send For all those who raise their hand and say, I'll go. There's a whole host of people who stand behind them and applaud them and cheer them on and pray for them and say, you know what? I can't go. I'm not called to go. You are, and so I will send you. And First Alliance Church is a sending church. Our job in this partnership is to send. And part of that sending is by helping to relieve the financial burden that our missionaries carry. Together, we can go above and beyond our general giving to the church to send missionaries out to accomplish their mission. Together, we can go above and beyond to partner with the Alliance Great Commission Fund, which allows missionaries under the Alliance banner to go without the burden of additional fundraising. Together, we can go above and beyond our regular giving to First Alliance and its ministries to ensure that those from our church, our kids who have gone out but are not under the banner of the Alliance, we can ensure that they can still be world changers. Together, we can go above and beyond to offer scholarships, to send people on these short-term mission trips, Trips to have their minds expanded and for some of them to have that call confirmed. Together, we can do this. This is our part. This is our part in bringing back the King. Some go and some act as the senders. This is what we've been asked to do. The emphasis in the Alliance, and I want to be clear, the emphasis in the Alliance has never, never been to divert our worship through giving of tithes and offerings, to divert it away from the local church. Each local Alliance church needs to be able to support and function in their own community to answer the unique call that God has for them right where they are. And First Alliance Church is no different. Our ministry has to continue. Our ministry has to go on. We have a vision to chase after as God places that vision in our hearts. And we need to support what God is doing through our ministries here at First Alliance Church. The Alliance has never asked for people to divert giving away from the local church to send missions. Here's what they have asked. That you would go above and beyond. That you and me make a pledge by faith, setting aside a determined amount above and beyond our local giving that says we want to support missions, we want to support this work that goes on, we want to support what's happening. It's a pledge. It's an act of faith. It's above and beyond. And so last month, the Board of Elders agreed to set a goal for Great Commission Fund Giving. And the Board of Elders came together and they said, we will set this goal of $200,000 for this year. We are setting a goal for our people to give above and beyond their their general giving to this church, so the ministry can can continue. And we're setting a goal of two hundred thousand dollars to give to the Great Commission Fund, so that Alliance missionaries will no longer will, will will continue to be on the field and not have to do their own fundraising. That's our way of sending. Along with that, to support those who are FAcers, but have gone out with other organizations outside the umbrella of the alliance a couple of years ago our board of elders set us uh, established a fund called the world changer fund to support those people like chris adams and the yikos and the and justin crocker so that they can have the money they don't they have to raise their support and so we said we'll help because they're our kids And we need about $30,000 this year to keep that fund alive and active to keep those people on the field. And this year, we've had another stellar year in sending out short-term missions teams. Numerous people have gone um, to Poland, to the Dominican, and even into Bay City, Michigan, our high school students. And they can do that because we offer scholarships. We need about $35,000 this year to keep that scholarship program giving at the rate that we gave this year. $200,000 to the Great Commission Fund, $30,000 to World Changers, $35,000 to Short-Term Missions, above and beyond our general giving to the support of this church. The easiest way to do that is through that offering envelope that you have. There's a place on there that says, Great Commission Fund. There's a place on there that says short-term scholarships. And in the other box, if you check other and write in world changers, it'll go to support that. Today is about issuing a challenge. Today is about extending a call. In your worship folder this morning, it looks a little bit different than it has in the past, but we've done that on purpose to help you understand exactly what we're talking about in this church. Great commission giving, our world changes program, and our short-term scholarships. When you give to those, this is what it goes to accomplish. This is what we're trying to do. And today what we've done is on that insert, that tear-off side, go ahead and tear that off now, that tear-off side, we're asking you to make a pledge today to say, you know what? I understand the call of God. I understand His mission. I understand what's going on. And I want to be a partner with First Alliance Church in sending missionaries. And we're going to ask you to fill that out now. And in a few moments, our ushers will collect that as your pledge for what you want to do. Now, as I say that, I already know there are some people saying, there you go again, always talking about money. We're not. Because we don't. We don't always talk about money. In fact, I don't know the last time we sat here and did a push like this for missions. But we need to. Because the call is great. The mission is urgent. And we need to keep sending God's message around the world. We're asking you to partner. And some of you are sitting here and you're thinking... Given these economic times, there's no way that we can give above and beyond. Given our job situation, there's no way that we can give above and beyond general giving. But here's what I know that maybe you don't know. I spoke with our church treasurer this week, and over this last fiscal year, we just closed the books a couple weeks ago, over this last fiscal year, this church, these people, you, gave over $150,000 to the Great Commission Fund without even being asked. We still supported our world changers, uh, kids, and we still gave to short term missions to put people overseas with scholarships. You're doing it. You're already doing it. And there's another thing that you may not know that I just found out this week. Given our financial situation, given our economic times, given our, our giving to all of these other missions agencies and missions groups, given our... Our cloudy future here at First Alliance and the unclear picture of what exactly is going to happen in leadership. Here's what I know. We ended the fiscal year in the black. Because, because of your faithful giving and because of the, the stewardship of your leadership, we were able to end the year in, in the black with a, with a, a surplus. is only $50,000 more than we gave last year, and we didn't even ask last year. Here's what I know about First Alliance Church. You're scrappy. You know how I know that? Because you love a challenge. You love to be challenged. And so here's the challenge today. In this next fiscal year, September 2010 to August 2011, In addition to supporting the ongoing ministries of First Alliance Church through your general giving, we're asking you to go above and beyond. To reach a goal of $200,000 for Great Commission Fund and to continue giving to those other funds to support them and make sure people can get out and hear the message. And because you're scrappy, I know you can do it. So the band is going to play. As they play this time, this, this time through, I'm going to ask you to pray and to fill out your card, and I'll be back in a moment to have the officers come and receive those cards.